Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. We hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Colleen McClellan. So first, let me thank you, Colleen, for joining us and sharing your story, your experiences, your background. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I appreciate it. I'm very excited to have you because I think you're a genius. You know this. So I'm very excited to have someone that I believe to be much smarter than I am on the show. I don't think so. (laughs) Yes. Oh, come on. The pressure. Oh, my gosh. No pressure. So we'll dive in. Um, So tell us a little bit more about you. And it can be your background, your experience, your education. You know, what shaped you to be the woman you are? The powerhouse. <laughs> uh, it's a kind of a, a little bit of a winding path, I think. I I started my undergrad in neurobiology, physiology, and thought that I was headed down a medical path. Um, I really wanted to get into physical therapy. It's what I had, you know, done part time and then full time, yeah. working in clinics and hospitals as a as a young person, and I was I was super passionate about it. And I think my first hurdle. Um, was I, I got accepted actually into PT school for, to do my grad work and the cost was really prohibitive. I yeah. mean, it was going to be like $100,000 plus for a two-year degree, oh sign gosh. on the dotted line and agree that you won't work while you do it. And I put myself through undergrad, so I had all this debt already. I was waiting tables. I had yeah. four jobs just putting myself through. Um, you know, like part-time gigs and tutoring and waiting tables and doing all of this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I talked to my folks and it was one of those major turning points in life where I said, what happens if I get out and I can't get a job mm-hmm. and I've got undergrad debt plus a hundred plus grand yeah. in debt for grad school. What, what do I do with that mom and dad? Like, that seems like a big loan. <laughs> hey, and I, and like, a, what yeah. if I'm waiting tables or very heavy burden and bartending and, yeah. and that's a great living, but not maybe enough to pay that off until I'm dead. Right. So what exactly. do I do? Yeah. What do I do? Um, that's, yeah, that's what, that's a very heavy burden. So in, in good form and fashion, um, the start date of grad school would have been before I physically had graduated undergrad also. And so I wrote for, for an extension. I, you know, I said, you know, can I, can I, you know, start halfway through, they have two waves that come in, I'll start in the second wave and I'm just going to work and save and yeah. whatnot. And they said, basically suck it because <laughs> we have a wait list and we don't need you. You oh can reapply. Gosh. Um, they only take 70 people a year. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I went to the beach and blew off some steam and told my parents that I thought I was going to work on a catamaran and stay in Aruba and not come back. Basically, you know, like I was, you know, what am I going to do? Right. This is, um, this is, I, you know, my whole life, this is what it, my game plan was. So yeah. as you can tell, I'm now in the food business and on the inside side of things, but I got a temp job, uh, to buy myself time to figure it out at McCormick Spice Company, um, in the sensory science lab. And, uh, I was a permanent employee within maybe I don't know, four to six months mm-hmm. and spent 17 years of my life with them wow. hopping around. And I, I, didn't know I that. Yeah. you know, random, yeah, I yeah. worked in sensory, which was doing mind body connection work. So it fit with my education, but then I, you know, I got a degree in it and then an international business degree and hopped from there to marketing and food service and innovation and, um, worked in tech for a bit and then, uh, landed with, uh, data central was actually a I hired them back in the late 90s as a partner of oh, mine wow. okay. and cool. have known them for a really long time and that's who I work with today and um, it's a chance to help people connect the dots to yeah. grow their businesses. So I guess it's still a form of helping people. It wasn't quite what I had in mind when I started out, yeah. but I will tell you, I don't think, I didn't know this path even existed when yeah. I was in a student and 
I am a food person and I, you know, have been studying wine now for the last five years and really enjoy that path as well. And you just passed another level, didn't you? Yeah, I just passed my uh, WSET level three back in August and I'm now a diploma candidate there for the next three years. I got an exam in three weeks. Don't send me good (laughs) mojo. I'm a little little stressed out about it, but um, (laughs) it's personal for me. So I I just do it because I enjoy it. So I am... I've built my career then because of that instance with the rabbit hole syndrome. A yeah. new opportunity shows up and I don't really think too hard about it. I take a chance, I take a yeah. risk, I go down the hole and I just see where it leads me. And then and awesome. like here I am sitting with you yeah. in this beautiful place and hanging out and yeah. you know, a part of women in the industry and could not have predicted that, you yeah. know, 20 plus years ago. I know. And so, so proud to be aligned with it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm proud to have you as a member of the Witty Group, obviously. But I think it's, um, I, I love hearing the stories and the paths that we've all taken because we've all ended up in this collective um, side of our business. But at the same time, like our paths were never, no one set out to do what we do. What's your five-year plan? I yeah, don't know. exactly. <laughs> Just say yes to whatever happens and see where it see takes me. See what the me. universe yeah. brings me and then, you know, take an adventure. Yeah, because every plan I've ever made that hasn't come to fruition has turned out way better than I could have ever anticipated my end it's result amazing. from the first initial thought, you know, but, which and is what I love. You shared that with me yeah. when we first met, and I will say uh, part of my inspiration is how you've managed to you know, hit a wall or hit a stumbling block and flip it on its head and completely come out on the other side with a brave and positive attitude. And it inspires me to try not to get too, you know, down when, you know, I face an obstacle and I think, man, that's not how I wanted it to go. Or that's not what, that was my plan, man. And I'm like, you know, some of us had other plans too. And man, look where they are now. And so you are an inspiration to me for that. Well, thank you. And I should tell you, you know, that that day that we met and I was like in that sad, dark, twisty spiral of a place, I wasn't even myself. I was, I knew I was unhappy and I couldn't figure out how to pull myself out of that place. But, and then when we reconnected a few months later and I was in a different place yeah, and I was so much happier, it was, it was, it was an incredible transformation, yeah. but you were so nice and kind and caring <laughs> and you could immediately tell like how much pain I was in and oh it was gosh. really, really yeah. cool. And I would just, I was like, wow, she has a really amazing heart. That woman, <laughs> I thought, I just thought, I just admired you cause I thought you were brilliant. But then I realized, oh, she's really genuinely kind. Aww. So you're very beautiful on the inside as well as the outside, for sure. I, I, Thank you. I'm glad to have you as Thank a friend. You. Absolutely. So you're, so obviously you, you do a lot of study for your work, and yeah. the, clearly you have that aptitude. Yeah. So I want to know, how did you find your inspiration, where you find it now, mm-hmm. and how did you discover it? It's a great question. I'm not even sure I have an answer. <laughs> um, I... I, I I think I have a lot of self-doubt uh, growing up. I think it's just part of my personality. I've, I think I've always had that, you know, I'm always curious and I always have asked questions, but I also ask them of myself, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing yeah. that? Or is that really working? Or And, and so it's a, it's a pro and a con maybe or a benefit and a curse. And, you know, I think I, what I've come to experience as I've aged is the ability to see people like yourself 
and steal from them their energy, like borrow from them their passion or, you know, like rubbing up against their elbows. Yeah. I go, oh my gosh, you know. So my inspiration, I think now at the point I am in my life now, you know, I think when I was young, it came from different places. But today, mm-hmm. um, seeing so uh, many compassionate, uh, mature, smart, competent um, boys and girls, right? Yeah. Like uh, in this industry who have formed sort of a tribe to support one another, yeah. uh, regardless what they're working on, private efforts, yeah. personal endeavors, um, you know, in and out of the industry. Yeah. Um, give me courage, I should say, right? To, to try new things. Uh, or if I'm doubting something, I think I, I feel like now I have a group that I can reach out to and, yeah. and check in with and also say, Hey, when you hit your when you, when you hit something that was like the big uphill mountain yeah. you had to climb, how'd you tackle it? And I think folks today are a little more transparent mm-hmm. than maybe they were 15 years ago, where they would have just told me, you know, come to work, act like you're 25 years older than you are, change your haircut, yeah. wear a certain outfit, and then you will succeed. Yeah, um, it's Today, we're in a very different place. And, yeah. and so I think that inspires me to want to stay in the industry and, mm-hmm. and make... Uh, make a path for those the generations yeah. that are coming up under us what I think is really exciting yeah no absolutely and clearly that's my purpose in life too so I'm glad you're on this journey with me because I think that if well, I mean, we're you're not leading it I'm following it and going I hope I'm contributing like you and are I'm, contributing and I, and I and I truly mean that because I feel like I take so much away yeah from it I get so much um, yeah. from our cohort of, of industry professionals and friends that I mean like man I hope I'm I hope I'm giving back because I feel like a yeah. mooch and I'm okay with it because I really do get a lot of really positive energy I, I go home and you know completely renewed every time yeah. I'm around um it's, around our folks so. and it's it's good because you know when one of us falls down she has a tribe to pick her up help her back up you know and yeah, I love I've, that I've seen it yeah, happen and it, it is a gift right yeah it, it truly is um in the pace and all of which we keep and so many have families and are doing so many other volunteer yeah. work and their full-time jobs and running companies and I just think man it's kind of amazing that they still take a pause to make time yeah. for each other and and I I truly think it's magical thank you I I agree it's it's my happy place and that's yeah. why I tell people to take vacation days for the conference because oh yeah you you don't want to limit your capacity to take in all of the energy yeah and everything that we're learning and we're growing together personally we're growing professionally there's so much that happens and if you have to disconnect for a bit it's unfortunate so I, I tell people I'm like if you have one of those jobs that just the world comes to a screeching halt if you don't if you can't do it take the vacation give it to yourself I think it's good advice yeah well and it actually came from the first year of witty um people suggested that I tell people that because they were like oh, too many people missed stuff and then they were pissed at themselves oh, oh. <laughs> um which is unfortunate I don't want that to ever happen so um I am wondering so I'm going to I'm going to go out of order here, but I'm wondering if you can tell me what you would do if you had endless funding resources. What would you do? Like what would your path be? Hmm. I realize I could have prepared ah. a thought for this, but I I truly th- this will tell you about my personality. I feel like that's so unreal. And it would never happen that that I have a hard time dreaming, right, with so much stuff that goes on in life. Yeah. Um, I endless resources. Um, there are some charitable things that I think, 
you know, would be up my alley to contribute to. Um, and my, you know, my personal passions are kind of wide ranging. But if I linked it back to business, I think I would say um, I would like complete dream state. I am completely not competent to do this, <laughs> but in dream state land, um, I would love to put effort into having a winery, um, whether it was making it, but like a, a wine room, a wine shop, a place mm -hmm. though that celebrated um, kind of unique makers mm -hmm. um, and introduced a consumer base mm -hmm. to an experience of pleasure that they've not yet known they need in their life to yeah. create a, a space where people could come and be a community. Yeah. Um, and learn a little and have fun. That sounds cool. I like it. Get something out of it, but but also forge sort of a community around celebrating unique producers, unique makers, unique brands. Um, so many small individuals out there trying to make a break in yeah. or break through yeah. um, that are doing some incredible things. Um, and wine just is being a passion. It's not that spirits wouldn't be couldn't be a part of that. And the I, shop place is just because it's in a, a way to form a community or forge yeah. a community. Um, but I would want to do this in a space that wasn't typically your wine community. Mm. Like not in a nap, not in a place where yeah. everybody goes to visit, but in a place that has, can't afford to have that luxury, right? Yeah. And they don't get to get out. How do you bring something like that that's a little bit of magic mm -hmm. into a small town and, yeah. you know, bring a community together where, you know, I feel like food and drink always um, transcend and break down barriers and bring people together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, it would be cool does. to kind of bring a community together. That's cool. Um, I like that idea. I don't know. I, like, dream state. Yeah. yeah. But you're such a pragmatist. Well, I, I just it. like, you know, like, you know, endless money. I feel like I should go, well, I should like save, save the world or uh, <laughs> cure cancer. Or, I mean, there's so many other real things that, you know, if you endless resources should go to, I should right. have a, I should probably have a higher purpose, but I don't know if I just said, you know, what would I do like with my time yeah. and how would I spend it working? I feel like that would be a path that would be fun. Yeah. No, I, that's awesome. I like that answer. It's a good answer. <laughs> I love it. By the way, I need to introduce you to my little gadget. You are, oh no, it's, it's fine. Um, you are going to love this since you're a wine geek. This yeah. is going to change your life. You can't live without it. I, I, I have, about it. After this, yes. we're going to go into the bar. We're going to get some wine and we're going to play with the wake up wine because it is right. so much fun. Super cool. Oh got it. I got to hear about it. Oh yeah, you do. You totally do. Um, so what I want to know if um, if you can give me an example of when you've turned a negative experience or a negative time or space in your life into a positive memory. So um, this is like super personal side. I was in my mid to late twenties. Um, I met my I met my husband, um, and he's amazing. We were. Um, played on a social football team and we became running partners mm -hmm. and we trained together and we were running marathons together. And so we found our jam was to kind of partner up and do long runs together. And it was when we would, you know, I think it's nothing more team oriented than helping each other get past the wall or mm -hmm. mentally overcome when you don't think you can go another step. Right. And I think it really, you know, 
you get to know somebody, yeah. right? And I was having problems with my feet, and they were going numb. And I just thought, oh, it's bad sneakers, whatever. I just need to get new shoes. And yeah. I get it, and it was, like, kept happening. And I'm, like, running, going, like, I literally can't feel my toes anymore. This is yeah, so weird. weird. So I went to the doctor, and it turned out I was maybe 25, 26 at the time. And they said, you have degenerative arthritis in your spine. Oh, my. And you need to stop running. Right. And I know this sounds trivial because it's just exercise, but it was more about the intimacy that it created with my partner and, you know, a mental challenge, like giving me something to strive towards, giving me something to try to mentally overcome. I'm inherently not probably a great risk taker. So, so putting out a goal and just Mm -hmm. trying to force myself to achieve something new, hard and different. Yeah. I always felt made me more patient person. It would teach me life lessons. And so I felt like I was really losing something. And of course, um, there was a moment where I was like, this is very uncool. Stuff should not be falling apart this young how how does this happen um I think the turning point was when the the physician says when you start wetting your pants and not knowing it then we'll talk surgery but until then oh my god and I went you mean that's gonna happen like you said if not you you know like you didn't say if you said when and I was like oh boy okay so no more running that stopped that day um to try to you know stay off the you know or, or slow the progress and point being long story short is that I discovered rock climbing and, uh, you know, I can hike and, uh, up mountaintops. And so my partner and I, my spouse, we, we said, you know, like we're going to, we're going to shift our focus to something else. And it, you know, we landed in Vegas eventually and we, yeah. we hike and, and rock climb and oh bike gosh, out there so every weekend. And yeah. so I, it turned into a community. Yeah. So what was like a partnership of two people running every day and, mm-hmm. you know, it was about uh, being part of a smaller group there. It's forged into a much bigger community where I live, yeah. having met amazing people who blow me away with their courage and their ability to tackle hard tasks. And so I thought I was losing something and yeah. I really thought I was going to let my partner down. And in the end, it turned out to be such a bigger, cooler, better, you know, healthier, you know, thing and protect yeah. your body and everything. And, um, and I learned new skills and, and we're really passionate about it. And so I don't know, for me, that's probably a, a personal side yeah. of, of a challenge that ended up becoming a bright spot. Yeah. Well, in, in, I, I love all of your adventure pictures. Cause you're, if, if you're not on a mountain with mm-hmm. snowboarding or skiing, you're climbing something yeah. and it's awesome. Cause you're just, your pictures are gorgeous. I live vicariously through them um, because I don't live in a place where I can climb anything. I can climb a levee. There is nothing to climb in Houston. It's still my my biggest beef with that city is that I can't climb anything um, because I'm from the desert and I miss it. Yeah, right. I mean, Arizona, right? There's such beautiful scenery there. And we lived in Vegas for a bit several years ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we were constantly out there. We were hiking everything we could hike. I mean, it's just beautiful scenery and most people don't even know about it. You know, it's my favorite part of Vegas. My my too. It's not that, you know, not the bright light. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not my favorite Yeah. It's beautiful outdoors. And I I also think there's a balance that you get to you from just being out in the outdoors. Yeah. Um, that's like no other. And, and for me again, like you described, like it's my other happy place too. Yeah. Right. I know I can rebalance my mind and, and set things straight on the weekend yeah. and also working out of a home office where it can be a little isolating. I, I visually can see the mountains and yeah. I just think there's something, something just very special about it. Yes. It does. It's a little Zen for me. Yeah, definitely. No, I was working out of my home office when we lived there too. And I had it on the second floor. Oh, so that yes. I could look out the, the window amazing. and look at the mountains. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. No, every hotel room I get there and they're like, would you like to upgrade for a strip view? And I'm like, no. Why? 
I want to see the mountains. Are you kidding? That view's way better. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. And I'm like, I get it. People like the lights. I get it. Um, so I'm wondering if, um, do you have any regrets? Anything that you would go back and change if you could? Mm. I kind of have a personal beef with the word regrets, I think. Um, uh, I, like my life is a rabbit hole syndrome, right? So therefore, no, I, I don't think I have any regrets about anything. And that doesn't mean I've made mistakes or things yeah. didn't go as planned. Yeah. I feel like everything sort of happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think um, no matter, everybody suffers in some way, shape or form. Everybody goes through yeah. trials and tribulations, so to speak. Absolutely. And everyone always says it makes you stronger. And I think that's correct. Yeah. And I think you, I think I've made it a personal mantra, I guess is the best way to describe it, to say, learn something from whatever's been put in front of you. There's a reason this is happening. Try to learn from it. But I think carrying around a regret is just a waste of your energy, right? Because, yeah, because there's, going back in time is impossible. Yeah, um, exactly. So sure, are there things I don't want to do again or yeah. make the same mistake a second time? Of course, yeah. I think that's all very fair to say, but... But no, no regrets. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what the future holds. And I'm, you know, I'm proud of all the ups and downs and potholes I've fallen yeah. into along the way, too. Because, you know. Because they've created the path that you're on. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah and you don't, you're, you're doing great, too. Well, I mean, just, <laughs> I, you know, I, know. I, I, I don't mean to sound. I think a regret is just pretty much a, a negative memory of something that you haven't processed yet. Because oh, once you well. process it. Yeah. And you, the world opens up and you can see things differently, you know? So definitely have had some of those in my life for yeah. sure. Uh, but I definitely think by now, I mean, let's say I'm an old, I'm an old bird. So at this point, at this point in my progress, I think I, I have come to good places with all of it, yeah. but not uh, alone. Yeah. Right. So having a bit of that tribe has helped me process a little more quickly. Yeah. Lots of things that have, you know, personally and professionally throughout my life. I mean, I think growing up um, in this industry, yeah. food and beverages has been a, um, it's been a very tight organization for a very long time with um, a, a type of employee mm -hmm. um, that's always fit a mold. And I've never fit anybody's mold. Um, I'm like always swimming upstream and that's always been a challenge in yeah. my life. And I, I think there has been times, especially younger that I wish I was different. I wish I could just fall in line and be mm -hmm. like everyone else or why can't, why do I make waves accidentally? Right. But I've come to learn <laughs> yeah. that it's being able to ask questions and, and challenge a situation is also what's advanced people's businesses. It's yeah. also what is innovation. It is, you know, and that's, that's kind yeah. of, I landed in a job where that's what we do every day is ask questions. Yeah. So I may have just been in the wrong place. Yeah. So I found my home and. That's awesome. And now. That's good. That's, that's, that that's cool. That, and that strength that comes from that statement. It was a grind. A not going to lie. It was a grind. But I, but I feel like everybody has that type of, of journey at yeah. some point. Well, I feel like those of us that don't fit into a conventional box, we're just the box makers. So, oh yeah. Like, and you for sure. I didn't find a Wait, box that fit me. No. So I just went and built my own. Uh, hands down. Yeah. Hands down. It's courageous nice and, <laughs> and no courageous and yeah. just, um, amazing and awesome. And I would love to believe I'd have that grit. I don't know that I do, but I'd like to believe that if I was down and out that I too could build the box. Um, I've spent a lot of I time going, 
got to find a box that's roundish or, you know, and, and just keep searching and <laughs> not give up. But uh, to be entrepreneurial spirited like that is, is truly a gift. Oh, it's, it's not without its pitfalls, but um, I, I am so grateful for it, like to be able to do it and just go. And I, I didn't even realize that about myself until maybe a few years ago. That Which is I shocking, just, right? Yeah. Because you're confident and I would have thought she's, she's dreamed of it her whole life. She's always had yeah. this path. And I know the story. Yeah. So I, I go, I know that not to be the case. And I, and I find that empowering. And I just go, see, if she could find it in herself to come up with I solutions and make it, it yeah. happen, yeah. maybe I could too. Of course right? you and, can. And, yeah. you know, and but yeah, no, yeah. I just, uh, I just kind of had a self conversation one day and that's what Laura and I were talking about when you walked up. It was, I just realized like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And no one can tell me, no, I'm just going to do it myself. Right. Right. And I don't know how that just didn't happen sooner, but when it happened, it was Yeah, like, you put it out in the universe and then people are like, just, let me help you on your journey. And they just keep coming up to you saying, I want in, I, I want to help, I want to support. I and I go, oh my gosh, it's she is so tapped into the universe and made it happen for herself. Yeah. And that is empowering. I mean, that, that it's just amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, that means a lot to me because I do suffer quite a bit of uh, confidence issues sometimes. Like you would I'm never like, know, like, right? And, and but it's, I think it's just such an internal know that, personal like, thing. Yeah, we wouldn't know that about so many people that we admire yep. that when they, so I feel like me coming clean with that when people wouldn't expect to hear that from me and the way you've like owned your insecurities yeah. when I would never expect to see that in you. I think that by doing that, we're giving other people the power to recognize that everybody suffers the same human condition and it's beautiful and it's part of you. And we're all going to work together to kind of help each other through those moments, you know? I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. I fully, uh, at first, I I would tell, 10 years ago, I probably would have said, you know, the old uh, ad, uh, never let them see a sweat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was all about sucking it up. Don't ever let anybody know you're nervous. Yeah. And, and just grind it out. And, and I think we're at a different time and place. And I, and I think that's incredible uh, because... I probably wouldn't have been, I'd be sick to my stomach and nervous and, yeah. and you know, super self-doubting years ago and, and would never have mentioned it because yeah. by letting people know your weaknesses, yeah. well, that would be, could be leverage, you're right? And, it. or you're yeah. instantly putting yeah. doubt in some, why would they trust you now? Because you yeah. put that out there. And now at this point in my career, I'm going, you know, I, I'm not embarrassed to say it. It's just transparent. It's yeah. just real. Um, yeah. and, and I feel like you get you people give you back by putting that out there they give you strength yes right and they give you a little courage to like get over that hump or deep breathe and make it through knowing that there's some cheerleaders out there yeah they got your back and and they're rooting for you not against you yes and and i that's just um it's awesome it's just a really bright shining star in my life i you know it's good to come clean number one like it's yeah. good to feel like I can be myself and and be honest but yeah. but also that being honest is is not something to be ashamed of yeah no it's and it's cathartic agreed yeah for sure I couldn't agree with you more it just everything you're saying is just totally my jam so what would you want and this is my rando question that's hard to answer <laughs> um I'm really proud of this question because so <laughs> right weird. on um but what would you want the listening audience to know about you Oh, that is tough. Um, 
just think like, mm, that is a curveball. It's a good one. What would I want them to know about me? Total stranger walks up to you. What's, what's the way to approach? I'm easy in the sense that I like, I like learning people's stories and I like meeting new people. Mm-hmm. One of my most favorite things to do, here's what you do. One of my most favorite things to do is I have a dream about writing a book that would be a collage of all of the Uber drivers out there that I have met. Oh my gosh, I, I love find it. all of their personal stories incredible. And it is, and the reason I, every ride I get in, I say, you know, like, how's your day going? How's your life? You know, what's happening? And inevitably before my drop off, whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, I find out what they used to do, where they live, what they like to cook, what's their favorite meal. And I've never had a repetitive story. Yeah. And it is a constant reminder how special and unique everybody is around us. And you would never know. We we walk along in our life today, staring at our phone, checking our calendars, yeah. buzzing watches, reminding us of every due date and timeline yeah. and meetings and stuff. And to take five minutes to meet a random person and say, hey, yeah. um, I want to hear your story. Like, yeah. I, I want to get to know you in 10 minutes. We're like never going to see idea. each other again. Yeah. But I would love, and I go, oh my gosh, I've met such amazing people, doctors, dentists, yeah. lawyers, refugees. I, I mean, and every, you know, and guess what? You know, a common thread is, love knowing what's your favorite food do you cook what kind of yeah. kind of food do you eat what do you drink right because everybody does it you everybody eats oh please you, you know like but recording every uber dr- and right? driver I, you get they into. probably wouldn't be, be like, as, as transparent I but right i i feel like instead of getting a ride i got a peek into their life yeah. and it's for me it's energizing and it's selfishly i just go you know everybody has a story yeah and you got to slow down and take five and listen. And listen. Yeah. And you never know what you're going to learn. And That's I've met so people cool. that were looking for a job that I connected. I met somebody yeah. that needed a catering gig and knew somebody was hiring a caterer. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Here, let me hook you up. Like, okay, this. cool. And so, I don't know. I would say what they should know about me is, is that I'm chatty. And I like to chat with people. Um, and I think that's pretty honest. So, if you ever that's run awesome. into me or meet me, I'd be happy to chat. That's awesome. That's a great answer. I love it. I love the way you handled that question because it's so weird. So um, if people want to learn more about you, learn from you, um, hire Data Central to help them figure out where they're going in life, uh, how do you want people to reach you? I think the easiest way is they can text me um, at my phone number, 443-841-0246. That's easier than an email address. That's easy. Yeah. And I'll put, I'll put your like LinkedIn bio. Oh, and everything. fabulous. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's easier. Yeah, Cause you know, Colleen and McClellan, a lot of E's, a lot of L's, <laughs> several C's. You're never getting that right. And I don't blame you. It's complicated. That's hilarious. So phone number is easy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so oh much gosh. for being. It was an honor and a privilege to even be invited. And thank you for just even thinking of me that I yeah. would qualify with such great, amazing, strong people uh, to be a yeah. part of this podcast and Absolutely. for starting it for the rest of us listeners out there. Thank you. We appreciate well, you. And you know, I hope for you one day you can see what I see because yeah. I just see the most beautiful, amazing, brilliant, strong woman. And Thank you. you're just so kind and generous. And I, I hope that one day you realize that I'm not just uh, saying that to be nice. I'm, I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. You make it easy. Oh, thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream. <laughs>